You're good to go. Okay, welcome to We Are No Alamo, the mental health podcast. Today I am with Hutch. He is a technical recruiter. Um, we are going to be talking about, yeah, welcome, about mental health in the workplace today. And our special guest today, Chris, also. Welcome, Chris. Uh, he also goes by Colin Farrell. Oh boy. I go oh, boy, by. she did it. Oh, boy, she did it. I go she by is page. I played the fifth Wayland because if I don't in. write it down. A minute in. I played the fifth. And this is Donnie, our audio engineer. What's up, everybody? Donnie, Danny, welcome. Donnie, Danny. Now you're going to confuse Donnie, everyone. Danny. And real quick, I want to give a quick shout out to Christian Wayland. Happy birthday. She is 28 today. What? what? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. 28's fun. Enjoy <laughs> it. I miss my 28th year. It was great. No. <laughs> okay. No way. So Hutch works for a technology um, recruiting firm, and since August is all about acceptance and awareness, hey Danny, what do you think about recruiters? Um, I think that recruiters are um, great people. <laughs> uh, that, uh, as you can tell by the tone in my voice, I'm lying. <laughs> I think that recruiters love money, <laughs> and they know how to make it. <laughs> anyway, don't ask me any questions. I'm here to do your audio. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay, Matt, tell us about or Hutch. How do you tell us about yourself, Hutch? Uh, well, Danny, you're not wrong. I do love money, but yeah. who doesn't? Who doesn't love money? Exactly. I mean, like, yeah, come on. I, that's but you love it more. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Trump loves it more. <laughs> I just like money. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, the point is, we're going to make everyone... We're going to make everyone. We want everyone to understand that recruiters aren't here to steal your money. No. They're here to help you find a job. They are personal Indeed associates. Or zip recruiter. He's a recruiter. You want to... Zip recruiter. You want to come on this side? <laughs> Give us a little money? You know, whatever. Uh, no, that would take away from Hutch's actual profession. We don't need a zip recruiter. You can apply to those jobs. I have jobs posted there. <laughs> so I want to bring an acceptance to the fact that you help people find jobs. And you help people find jobs that a lot of people may not have access to. Mm-hmm. So what is your reaction to Danny's little oh. plug about how sly foxes you recruiter men are. If you don't think I hear that 25 times a day, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> We're all crazy. Am. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's just normal part of life. Absolutely. It doesn't shake me a bit. I mean, I have people get yell at me for calling them and all kinds of things. So yeah, it's not like it's not a game changer in my world. People yell at you? Oh yeah. I'm how? bothering them. You're bothering them? Mm-hmm. Trying to find them a job? Yeah, so I'll call them because I have a job opportunity that matches their profile and their background really well. And, uh, they, you know, because some person did something in the past that was, you know, definitely not above the line, gives us all a bad name. That's ridiculous. That's 2018 for you. 2018. They hired a recruiter for a reason. You should listen. I agree. Listen, buddy. No, I to, to be full transparency here, I have nothing against recruiters. I just have a problem with how many times they fucking call me. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> That's the thing. That's but the thing. What Is that a problem? You, I don't know. Uh, well, if, if you had picked up the calling. phone and just said, hey, I'm not interested in your job, I would never call you again. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Sorry, I just had to Chris, go there. Chris, why are you here today? <laughs> what brings you to the WANA fam? 
That, say the fam again? Wanna fam. Could you define We're that? no Alamo family. Yeah, okay. Welcome to the mental health community. Well, so I, I came to learn the name of the family, first and foremost. So We're no Alamo comes from when I was in the hospital last April. And there was a sign up top that said, you are not alone. And I turned to my roommate, and we were on our PM meds. We were ready to go to sleep. And I said, does that say you are no Alamo? And she goes, no, it says you are not alone, but I like you're no Alamo better. We should start a nonprofit. And I was like, okay. So we turned it into we are no Alamo um, because we're all going to stay alive and it's more inclusive. It's a we. And we're starting this mental health organization um, to create a safe place where people can openly talk about MI and, you know, their experiences with schizophrenia and borderline personality disorder and invisible illnesses, um, things like that. Because according to the Americans with Disabilities Act, which we will be talking more about, so if you don't know about ADA, don't worry, we're going to get into it. But as far as ADA is concerned with invisible illnesses, you don't really know. So if people aren't talking about it and you know, something crazy, like 70% of millennials are reporting that they experience depression and anxiety in the workplace, and they're finally talking about it. And on the previous podcast, we discussed um, if millennials are actually experiencing it, or if they're just uniquely snowflake enough hmm. to, like, just have developed... Snowflake. It's <laughs> a great term, completely appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that they've developed this language, that they know what depression is, and maybe they're seeking some sort of validation somehow. Um, so that's where we come from. And what's your history with mental health? Well, first of all, that's that's a really great story. Thank you for sharing that. That's inspiring, um, to say the least. Uh, my background, I was raised by my grandmother uh, in Virginia. I moved to Texas, specifically the Dallas area, uh, probably when I was 13 years old. Um, and uh, went to high school in the colony, uh, north northern Dallas suburb, and uh, moved down to Austin about four years ago to be closer to my grandmother and uh, enjoying, ended up enjoying the city like... Loved it is the better word. Yeah. And uh and stayed. And here I am. Ta da. Glad you're here. So what about mental health? Do you are you diagnosed with anything? Are you like do you have family who's been diagnosed with any sort of MI or have they experienced depression at all? Um, at a young age, I think I was probably eight years old the first time I went to see a psychiatrist. And I remember taking several tests. And the whole reason why my family had uh, sent me to the psychiatrist was because they suspected hyperactivity. And like uh, Well, just they just knew of it as hyperactivity at that time. And once I actually went and took the test... You do look very young, by the way. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. You're already family. <laughs> we I are think she wants you on another episode, Chris. That's why she's uh, sucking up right now. I'm not sucking up. <clears throat> this is who I am. <laughs> totally. Donnie. That's horrible. My Darko. joke. Don't pay attention to my jokes. <laughs> Chris, you look fabulous. Too late. Pardon the sound guy. Too late. Thank you. <laughs> no, so, uh, so the results of the test diagnosed me ADD as well as ADHD. And uh, so... Um, I think shortly thereafter, I was prescribed Ritalin. Okay. And I started taking Ritalin only uh, for the school days. 
Okay, that's interesting. How old? Or at least that I remember. Um, I think I was like eight. You were eight. Do you remember what it was like to first start taking mental health? I do. I do. It was in. um, I didn't like it. No. At all. No, I felt like I was different. Like it made me different. Like I somehow wasn't like everybody else. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because we will definitely segue back into the differences. It's like talking about ADA accommodations in the workforce. Harley, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, Harley. Welcome, Harley. She's a big Labrador. She knock over the thousands. She's of great. Offers. She's fantastic. <laughs> so, Hutch, what is your experience with mental health? What's your background? Tell us more. Well, it's quite evolved. Uh, I was diagnosed in when I was like seven or eight, somewhat. Um, but um, not with ADHD, with dyslexia, and who still learn disabilities. Um, at that time, it was very different, so it was part of exclusion. So, um, yeah, so in second grade, I was diagnosed with uh, dyslexia and a few other learning disabilities. Um, later on in my life, uh, dealing with life issues, I went into IPOs. Um, IPOs or IOPs? Sorry, IOPs, sorry. Hmm. That is 20 cents accountability jar time. Hey, uh, Paige, you want to uh, describe to uh, listeners out there uh, what exactly, if they missed the first episode, what exactly is the accountability jar? Yeah. Hey, Hutch, yeah, what's the accountability jar, Hutch? Oh, so I just put uh, 10 cents in this jar because I said sorry for no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> and why is this important? Because um, there was no reason for me to say I'm sorry, so why was I apologizing for something that was just me? Exactly. <laughs> so if you're apologizing for something that doesn't really need an apology or if you're not really sorry, like, he could have neutralized the language saying, excuse me, apology, mm-hmm. or whatever, something else. Pardon but me. Pardon me, instead of an apology. You keep more self-respect. Mm-hmm. You keep the strength of the word sorry mm-hmm. to something more meaningful. Um, and it's a Pavlovian thing, so you are thinking actively about the words that you're using, mm-hmm. and when you apologize for something, 10 cents goes into the accountability jar. It's a fun game, and you get to decorate it, and once it's full, you can send that money into our Patreon, patreon.com slash we are no Alamo. We are working on a campaign. We're trying to raise $10,000 by December 31st. What that is going to do for we are no Alamo. You as a listener, as a watcher, as a part of the WANA family and a part of the WANA community, you are going to actively be starting a nonprofit organization. You are the founders of the nonprofit organization. So what $10,000 is going to do, it's going to pay for our legal fees. It's going to pay for Donnie Darko. It's going to pay for, you know, hopefully merch later on, you know, raising awareness. We want to start, um, a service possibly, um, in a, or using service animals in, um, prisons. Like they have programs like that, mm-hmm. but in order to do that, got to start somewhere. So accountability jar, you guys do it, love it, make it a part of your life. Mm. Donate. Every journey begun, Every begins journey. with a few steps, right? Every kiss begins with K. Every kiss begins with K. I okay. Go, I went home. We go there. Man, that was my favorite high school song. <laughs> well, I don't even know I what not. that's from. What's Every that from? Okay, oh, that's no. quack-tastic. You know where that's from. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 
I know, right. I know DuckTales. McDuckworth. McDuckworth. All right, everybody. It's time for your favorite part. Don't worry, I'm not going to be wrapping Biggie Smalls for a full minute this time. Wait, when Too bad. I would love to hear that. Oh, Shout out to the first no. episode. Shout out to the first episode. Check it out. It's very entertaining. <clears throat> so, we all have that one song. We do talk about a lot of dark stuff here. And it's because I've experienced it. We've all experienced it somehow. Got a joke about it. So, in order to lighten it up a little bit, I wanted to ask you guys, what was your favorite song in high school that you'd go cruise around with your friends singing at the top of your lungs? Hutch. That's not... I don't know if it's appropriate. <laughs> it's so not family friendly. Do my motherfucking man. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I mean, it is Jay's by. Jay's like, and don't you dare, don't podcast. you dare, don't you dare. I mean, it is by too short. That's all I gotta say, right? Oh no. no. Now I got all kinds of lyrics going I see on. It. He gets it. Like he gets it. You know, Chris is down. So yeah, it, it would probably what? be too short. I'm a player. Yes! <laughs> you know? Good one. I don't. And the lyrics, I do not think I should be saying out loud. Oh. Do, <laughs> what is your favorite line? Just do one. Just do one line. One line? Not peer pressure. Oh. Just one line. Oh. There's so many great lines in that. You can't say too short, short. Oh. Okay, well, that's not even one of them. Most of them are very derogatory. And most of them are not things I would say in public today. So why would you go down and cruise with your friends? I was 16 years old. That's about the only reason you All can right, say. All right, so too short. Yeah, I'm a player. I'm a player, okay. All right, so I want I'm this to be to completely in the moment. So do someone do a countdown. Three, two, one, go. I have to be Tupac... Yes. And it is um, Ambitions as a Rider. Hell to the yeah. Because I won't deny it. I'm, I'm a straight rider. Mine is, if anybody gives a shit, mine is uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time uh, by the... Uh, by the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the well, she's not dead. Oh. So. By the, but by she's the, late. By the great. Not the late. By the great. The great. Uh, Good old um, Christina Aguilera. Oh no, that's not. That's Britney Spears, isn't it? Britney Spears, same same shit. <laughs> it's the same shit. Oh, Almost. housekeeping. Twitter did not come out twenty years ago, Danny boy. It didn't. No. I don't know what you're Facebook talking about. Facebook came out nine years ago on our previous podcast. No, Facebook actually came out like in 2005. Oh, you're going back into the discussion of the whole James Gunn, Gunn topic, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy director, mm-hmm. what happened with that. I don't know why. All the ago. media all the media outlets are saying, I mean, because I know that I get my, my news, the news that is correct from uh, all my media outlets, <laughs> and um, they told me that uh, Twitter started 20 years ago. James Gunn, I found a, found a tweet. Maybe it was a note. Maybe it was like in a box. It they could be when he found it. It was an old school tweet. Yeah, yeah, it could be. <laughs> Very possible. It was on Carrier Pigeon. No, it was on Canary. Came in. On oh my Canary. god. <laughs> you just went there. I did. Okay, so wanna weigh in? Y'all ready for this? What's that? So we talked about ADA accommodations a little bit before. The Americans with Disabilities Act defines anyone with a disability as something that. Um, restricts a certain part of your life from functioning normally. For example, if you have bipolar disorder and you're manic, you might not be sleeping. You might be sleeping too much if you're depressed. If you're anxious, you might not be able to focus on work. Um, 
if you're physically handicapped, like you're in a wheelchair, the Americans with Disabilities Act will help you get an accommodation to make sure that your work is, you know, is demonstrated through what you can do as a person, not from a disability. Um, so for the weigh-in today, I wanted to ask you, Hutch, and you, Chris, what do you think from a recruiter perspective about someone who comes to you and says, you know, I've been diagnosed with this, I might need an ADA accommodation. Be straight up. So, I will, this is a catch-22 because it's my profession, right? Um, I personally wouldn't care. I wouldn't disclose it to anybody as myself because that's just between you and me. We're talking mm-hmm. real person to real person. Um, it's not going to stop me working for you or anyone else. Um, but personally speaking, I do have a hesitancy to uh, talking about that because it's very difficult because, you know, you think about going to an employer, you don't want to show weakness. So you go in straight up having a weakness. Me as an individual outside of everything I do for my living, I've never admitted to an employer in my entire life I had one. Even after working there for a long time and actually having the documentation to be able to get multiple ADA accommodations, I've never opened my mouth. And not saying that's a good thing because it's not. Um, it's a judgment. It's a, it, it's a fear thing. It is. And like what you're saying before, like this is why I bring it up. Because personally, I am diagnosed with bipolar disorder and um, I go through my periods of mania and depression and I had ADA accommodations at work, but I chose not to disclose that information until I was an FTE, until I was a full-time employee with the state. Um, Because even if you're working for a government agency, sometimes you still have these misconceptions and a lack of awareness and a lack of acceptance for people with MI. Um, They are hesitant to go and ask for these accommodations because there is this misconception. Um, do you feel comfortable about weighing in? Yeah, first I want to ask you, um, if you don't mind, um, how much stock do you place in your diagnosis? I do not identify as someone with MI. I identify as a strong-ass boss bitch who <laughs> comes out of suicidal ideation life. And I tell people every day I wake up with my demons and I fight that battle and I love the morning because as soon as I wake up I'm alive and I'm not dead and that's amazing Mm -hmm. so that's where I'm coming from Um, and I want I want this podcast and I want this organization to be something that kind of opens up that dialogue right Um, so yes I have this but it's not who I am and maybe that's cliche but well, so my thoughts are kind of similar, um, only um, let's say in my free time, I've placed thought into diagnosing myself with just about every disorder that exists, um, just to play with different streams of consciousness, characters, how I might inhabit a role. Mm-hmm. Um I wasn't Chris is able- an actor, by the way, everybody. Yeah, I wasn't. He's a great actor at that. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Chris, Colin Chris Smith. I'm actually represented by the Atherton Group out of Austin. Um, so yeah, um, 
that's something that I came to as an adult. Now, had I not maybe um, investigated on my own at a young age when I was diagnosed with ADD and ADHD, I may have never arrived at a place where I realized that it was in my control to diagnose myself. Okay. Because I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm a co-creator of my reality. Okay. Okay. And um, with that being said, I believe that most people come to this diagnosis when they're not self-aware. When one truly finds themselves, they may find another path or another diagnosis or lack thereof. Or, yes, exactly. I like what you said, that you are also involved in your own diagnosis because it's not a scale of zero to ten how depressed you are in one day, right? Like, you could circle that shit all day long and be depressed, but mm. if you really sit down and think with yourself and the awareness part, I'm glad that you brought that up because it does take a huge self-awareness to say, hey, maybe something's going on here. Mm. You know what I mean? Thanks, Danny. Danny's the man. Danny, Danny. Sorry about that. Is that a real sorry? That's that genuine sorry. Good job, Danny. Genuine. <laughs> Danny's not gonna add. Maybe, maybe I should rethink this accountability jar thing. If people are more aware, then maybe it means less money. <laughs> so, uh, just find it in the kindness of your hearts to go donate <laughs> to the Patreon. Uh, Give Chris, thank you for one of money. Awesome. Give one of money. Okay. Matt Hutchinson. Who's that guy? That is going to have to get beeped out. He's <laughs> like 21. Okay. Are you making my job harder? I mean, so what do you want to leave the audience with as far as recruiters? You're not a sly of a fox. No. As no, people she, might think. My whole... I only make money if people make if people get better jobs. I... Dude, I appreciate the choir about recruiters. Like, like, get a recruiter. So, if... Yeah. Let's sing it. Get a recruiter. Thank you. Don't... Uh, don't... Uh, don't put down this No, I mean, like, in the, the day, if I'm... If, like, a recruiter's calling you, it's because they have a position that you might be a fit for. I mean... I, Recruiters in the day, people come to us because they can't feel a need in their organization. So we're looking for needle in the haystack, purple squirrels, whatever you want to call them. Purple squirrels? Yep, that's the term. Nice. Yeah. Is that a, a biz buzzword? It is the buzzword, you know. So certain people that have certain qualifications, they're so needle of a haystack, it's just called a purple squirrel. It's so rare, it's not going to be found. Um, and my job is to find those people. And so if I'm calling you, it's because you might match those qualifications. And how do how you special do you feel? I feel so special <laughs> already. And I don't mm-hmm. even the problem is with re- the problem is with the good recruiters. They make you feel great, and then you go and bomb the interview, and you're like, I'm an asshole. Well, that's the thing. But if a good recruiter should be coaching you, how did the interview go? I, one time I lied to a recruiter because I felt so embarrassed that I failed the interview. I, I got the job. <laughs> Oh, the recruiter's gonna know. The recruiter knows anyway. But I want to see if he's. Gonna, I want to see if he's gonna call me out on my lie. If he's like congratulating me, like that's great news, I'm gonna be like, dude, you never wanted it to begin with. I want honesty from a recruiter. Dude, tell me I'm a. Tell me I'm a piece of shit, and then I fucked up. That's yeah, waiting well, for. Well, actually, in that exact scenario, I have a guy, and this guy is an amazing individual. Like, he's in a bad place, right? Like, he took a job about four months ago, and the job was not what they sold him as. 
uber qualified like for lots of different tech jobs in Austin but this job has got him stressed to the point where he can't think straight hmm. like he can't hmm. I got him interview another company and you're right he did bomb the interview because he was so stuck in that place of negativity and my job now is to coach him for the next one my job's like you know what this is what happened you know you talk too much about what was going on in your current place I understand that place where you're so frustrated that you can't get out of it this next interview let's talk about this let's move forward from this this is a learning experience next time hey you don't talk about these things if it happens move from it as quickly as possible my job is to make sure you do everything possible to get that job like I my goal is to get you a job and, and how do you get paid I don't get paid unless you get a job. I make zero money unless someone's getting a job. So it's 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 like it's like commission work pretty much. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. So the more money you make, the more money I make. So my goal is to get you as much money as possible. I'm so aware. Like I'm not trying to steal money from you. <laughs> I want you to make more. <laughs> the more money you make, the better my life becomes. Um, so yeah. So overall, it's you know my like my goal is to make you happy. How would you rate yourself as a recruiter? How many people have you actually? Do you feel like you've actually helped them land a job? Where do you fall in the recruitment scale of things? I'm still somewhat new. I've only been doing recruitment for a little over two years now. Um, I've been in the recruitment space for about five in other aspects. So. I would say I've made a great impact in a lot of people's lives. Um, the numbers, I mean, like my mentor, he in the past six years has found 350 people jobs, better jobs than they had, you know, and all those people give them Christmas cards. So you have a good role model. I do. So you have someone who is showing you how to practice yep. these intentional communication things. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about. You're an actor. Mm-hmm. You like words. You have to memorize them and give them with feeling and right. emotion. My, my, speaking of my grandmother, um, my grandmother would say, "I like words a little too much." Sorry, Grandma. I'm gonna try to shut up. Great, great scrap, great Scrabble player. Now, great do I need to pay player. for that? Because it is a genuine apology to my Mima. Then no. Oh, no, 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 no. Unless okay. you want to I've donate met, in honor of your Mima. I've met Chris's Mima. I'll do that. She's badass. That's a Mima right Shout there. Shout out Mima. If there was ever a Mima, it's a Mima. She's bad, and her dog's even badass. Her dog picked up the the the. The, the badassness of her. Ah, oh, that's a badass. Me. Dog walks around like I love mess, that guy. I love that guy. That's my guy right there. <laughs> really? That's my guy. Because it took you a minute to find him today. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> it's so good. And and guys, you didn't hear this, but I am a reluctant guest <laughs> per per page uh, because I swore up and down upon my arrival that I was not giving directions to. Arrive. We're giving directions to disappear. Let's make this story a little clearer for the listeners. Out yeah, because that was kind of vague. Let's Basically, make, I yeah. swore up and so down podcast. to my friend that he gave me the wrong directions, and I just couldn't find yeah. the location. This is what this is exactly. This, this is what happened. This is what happened. <laughs> I tell Chris, I give Chris the address. He undisclosed the address to this very important podcast. Okay, I give him the address. He's on. <laughs> he's on his way here. He tells me he's at the front gate. I get out. I'm like, where are you? I'm at the front gate. Get in the car because he's lost. I get in my car to go look for him because that's what a good friend does. Because I want him to follow me back to this confusing neighborhood. Get to the front gate. 
Chris Smith isn't at the front gate. <laughs> turn around. Turn around. Go back. Call Chris up. Chris, I just went to the front gate. Where are you? The says, gate code opened. I'm eating dinner. I'm at my apartment. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I was overridden with anxiety. So I drove to my apartment. Back up. Back up. Sorry. We got to back up. So, so when he was looking for me at the gate, I was cussing. <laughs> to myself and not eating my dinner that was sitting in my lap. So I then you didn't say that's what he meant by dinner. It was I, I, taco Bell. I, yeah, it was Taco Hell. Taco Hell. So then, <laughs> so then I I proceeded to speed my ass back to the house, which is about a hundred yards away from the location that we're at <laughs> presently. The undisclosed, the undisclosed location, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> Oh, but boy. that's okay. That's all right, though, right? He's here now. Because I emphatically apologized, and here's a dime for you. Let's go. Here we go. Oh, yeah, so no, I always do hold myself did, accountable, though. Do I not? He did, he yeah. did due diligence. He did good. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm really proud of you. I just wish you would have brought me some Taco Bell. I love Ooh. it. Ooh, Taco Bell. We need to do a Taco Bell episode. Why oh, would you be aware Bell. that Taco Bell is not good it for your mental health? Why is it? But it's Taco so Bell good for your belly. It, why is the Taco Bell is amazing here? You have so many good Mexican spots, but yet you always fall back onto that it's good old Taco Bell. It's weird. It's open till four a.m. It's like a girlfriend you can't get rid of. And there's one on every corner. Don't forget oh, that. Boy, kind of oh, like boy. girlfriend. I get my coffee and my Taco Bell. Then I go to work. Oh my god! And then. They t- <laughs> They just released these. Uh, they just released these French fries, these fries with cheese. Holy hell! Those not oh, incredible. Awesome. They're, they're, incre- they're, they're okay. incredible. All right, back focus. Hold on. Yeah. If you're feeling fries. suicidal, have suicidal thoughts because you can't eat Taco Bell right now. I'm kind of kidding, but kind of not. Please call one eight hundred eight two five five. Wait, nope. 1-800-273-8255. That is a suicide hotline. They give you 24-7 free and confidential support if you are feeling suicidal, if you are thinking about self-harming, if you are like unable to contact your support system. Please call 1-800-273-8255. Hey, what do you think? Speaking of, like, I hate to be the guy in the back. Hey, Donnie, hold that thought real quick. Would you, can you hold that thought? Yeah. And, and you're not alone. Um, yeah. I also want to raise awareness to the fact that on average, every day, 22 veterans kill themselves. Absolutely. And uh, this is a problem. Guys, we love you. Know that you're not alone. You are not alone. Because we are no Alamo. And thank you so much, you guys, for being on the podcast. I'm so happy that you came on. Hutch, Chris. Thank you. We're no Elmo. Donnie, Danny. Thank you. How can I help you? How is your wife? How's your baby? Oh, they're 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 fantastic. They're quacktastic. I like to say. No, uh, Valentina's doing great. She's uh, she's probably sleeping because she sleeps about sixteen hours out of the day. So I envy happy. her. Y'all get to sleep too. Oh uh, yeah, she's gorgeous. And uh, I like him. She's, she looks nothing like me, exactly. And thanks for the emails, guys, about how to oh, cure diaper rash. We actually got one. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. No, I, uh, I, I, I said to my wife, I said, um, when she was born, I said, oh, God, I hope she doesn't look like me. Oh. And I was, and she was like, Don't it's worry, okay. Jen, if she does, I mean, she's going to have a great personality. 
that's a bad bitch. joke. That was a bad joke. That was a bad joke. <laughs> oh, that's so cold-blooded. I like it. Because that's why my wife married me, my great personality. Oh, I love it. We all have great go. personalities. Shout out to my wife. I love you. I love you so much. Don't listen to this. All right, you guys. We will see you again on the 22nd. I love you guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Yes. Bye. Uh, what do we, Thank what, you so you, much, You want to tell them? You want to give them the Chris, schedule pleasure. real quick, like yeah. what you're going to be doing bi-weekly here? So we are going to be doing the podcast bi-monthly. Nope, not bi-monthly. Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. Twice a month. So our next uh, YouTube video podcast will be out on the 22nd. Actually, I have to edit it. We're shooting the 22nd. We're so shooting the 22nd. Why don't you cut me some goddamn slack? Danny! <laughs> Danny! We're shooting on the 22nd. She wants it out on the 22nd. No, I'm saying 23rd. We'll, we'll have it out by the 23rd. If, I, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I'm not changing a million Friday. diapers. Anyway, you guys All right. are great. Thanks, you guys. Take care. We are no outlaw. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, welcome to We Are No Alamo. <laughs> and...